Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, finally a podcast about movies. Each week I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. Oh man, are we hankering right now? And writer-poet Protolexis. I've never seen so many people wrong in my life. It's disgusting. And together as friends and film lovers forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we're discussing the first ever Best Picture winner, William A. Wellman's silent film about friendship, love, and war wings. Enjoy. Patreon is up and running. It's off to a hot start, if I can be frank with you both. The Discord, hopping. 30 plus people in there right now. Mm. Hopping. Proto, how did you feel day one? I know your expectations were low, but how do you feel? How do you feel right now after launch? Uh, It feels good. It feels great. It's great to have um, people hanging out, people talking movies. Mm -hmm. You know, we're jumping right into it. We're not wasting any time. We got our uh, episodes cha- or our movies channel. Everyone's letterbox account is linked up. Mm. So, you you know, they post a review. They put something in their diary. We get it that day. We're talking about it. Feels great. Love it. <laughs> Trying to build something really cool. A nice little tight knit community for movie watchers, villagers, fans of the show. And Danny, the buzz around your physical membership card that you designed is off of the charts right now. Yeah. I guess I should make those at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm glad people liked them. There was whispers you were cooking up something special for, for initial patrons. There was just whispers. Yeah, I mean, day one patrons. Whispers in the dark. Uh-huh. Day one patrons may get something special on their card. Oh, So if you haven't... um Heard about this? We did start a Patreon, four bucks a month. We started a Discord uh, where everyone can talk movies, get the episodes early, get an exclusive Batman Returns episode. There's talk of us continuing our Batman journey at some point. We'll see. You can get, uh, oh, we also, the the other big news is that we launched a print shop for Danny's Prints. And if you become a patron, you get 20% off. The prints are amazing, they're flying off the charts. Flying off the shelves. <laughs> Danny's got, you know, a huge garage just packaged up of prints. He's got to get rid of them. Mm. Four bucks a month. It's a one movie rental a month. So thanks to everyone for your support who have signed up so far. And we got big things in the works. Real big things. Mm-hmm. Next week, we have a big show. Mm. Pride and Prejudice. Is that a rom-com? Could you consider that a rom-com? So it's just a rom it's a rom rom. Rom drum? I don't know if there's any comedy in it. Mm. Double rom. A lot of rom. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it. Kieran Knightley is in it, is what I've heard. I haven't watched any trailers. We have a special guest. Uh, Kirsten Kiwi Wing will be our special guest on that episode. Famous designer to the stars. She's going to be joining us. She's actually also in the Discord. And longtime friends of the show might remember an episode of Faves that I did with Kirsten about Harry Potter, in which uh, she cried, I think, around three times (laughs) during recording that episode. Minimum of three times. (laughs) 
Part, did you watch anything? <laughs> 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 I tried that again. again. Part, did you watch anything this week? I did. I had a, I had a good movie watching week. Uh, if I may say, maybe a life changing movie watching. Oh movie. my gosh! I, I watched a couple things. I talk about two of them. The first, I watched Oni Baba. Uh, it's a 1964 black and white Japanese cinema flick. And I'm forever changed. Wow. I'm forever changed after watching this. I am safe in saying I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Um, it's, it, about? it was so different. It's about a mother and daughter-in-law in, I think it's feudal Japan where there is a war going on. Um, I think it breaks into a civil war and basically they're, they are farmers. Her, the mother's son who her daughter-in-law is married to has gone off to war with one of their neighbors and they're basically just fighting to survive and their only means of surviving is actually uh, killing or um, looting soldiers that get too close to them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty wild. The setting, the content's pretty insane. The music is, or the score, whatever it is, it, it, it's bizarre. It, it makes you feel, I was getting science fiction vibes while I was watching it. Mm -hmm even though it's, it's set in like feudal Japan, uh, in my letterbox, I said, it's if Shakespeare wrote Mad Max in feudal Japan, hmm. that's, that's what it felt like to me. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of like horror as well. Maybe horror thriller, really good. Uh, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's very different. Of course, I'm brand new to anything Japanese, um, in terms of cinema. So mm -hmm. there might be a lot of stuff out there like this, but it's new to me. So I was blown away by it and I gave that five stars. I just want to say this. I'm so jealous of everyone that has watched movies this week. I feel like I've barely watched anything and that was on my watch list. I've been wanting to see that for so long. Uh, I just want to say I'm jealous of everyone this week, but please continue. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and another, I had a family movie night. And I got to return to uh, the well that just keeps on giving Dennis the Menace. Mm. Have you guys seen Dennis the Menace? <laughs> Not since I was a kid. I don't think so. Um, 1993. This was written by John Hughes. The God. The God. God. Yeah. He wrote this movie. And uh, uh, yeah, I remember loving it as a kid. I watched it many, many times. And it holds up. I was getting some flack for giving this movie four stars. Not by us. I was us. getting flack online. <laughs> and then I was getting flack in the house that I only gave it four stars <laughs> from my wife. She was, oh, I love that. she was furious. There was a, there was um, some drama when you posted that four star review, because I think it conflated with some of your Batman comments about nostalgia in mm -hmm. infecting a review. Rating. Yeah, and I address those. I address those. <laughs> I totally believe that movies, you can have nostalgia bias for movies. That is not the case here. Mm. This is a straight up great movie. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's like a kid's family movie, but that doesn't mean they can't be four stars. 
Um, the letterbox community is wrong on this movie. I think it's an average rating of 2.5. They are wrong. Dead wrong. I've never seen so many people wrong in my life. It's disgusting. That is a big LB rating Delta right there. Mm -hmm. Huge. Is it the highest proto Delta rating in history on letterbox? It has to be. Is there an API we can use to figure out? Somebody run the numbers. (laughs) Dale? Dale, run the numbers. (laughs) Uh, Danny, what did you watch this week? Um, so this weekend, my wife and I had a free Saturday. So we picked some movies, threw it in a hat since we all have, we have problems picking movies that each of us like. So, um, I'll start with one of them. My least starred one we watched yesterday. The, um, I don't even know how to explain this movie. It's that one where they just, the guy gets hit by a bus and wakes up and no one's ever heard of the Beatles. And so um, <laughs> it's a really crazy concept. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I thought I gave it three stars. It was, it was good. It's cheesy. Uh, Ed Sheeran's in it, which is probably why I kept it below four stars. The um, God. Yeah. And then I watched for the first time, 1993's The Fugitive. Oh. And that movie was incredible. Now it's long, but uh, I love the story, and I I think uh, Harrison Ford was unbelievable in it. Mm. Uh, I really I really liked him in this movie, and Tommy Lee Jones was, I mean, he was Tommy Lee Jones in this, but he was kind of like peak Tommy in this peak movie. Tlj. Um, but yeah, I really loved this movie. I didn't realize it was nominated for so many Oscars. I think it was like seven, seven or eight Oscars it was nominated for. I mean, uh, I don't think it won any, but. And then I checked a big one off my list that I've been wanting to watch, and we watched North by Northwest. And I gave that movie five stars, and it was it was perfect. I absolutely loved that movie so much. Uh, There was, I mean, I had seen this this the airplane scene so many times. I think it's referenced quite a bit. But jumping into all the Alfred Hitchcock we've been watching, I had to watch North by Northwest, and I loved. I love this movie so much. I thought the score was amazing. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is so good. It's so on point in this movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, North by Northwest probably jumped to the top, if not second place for me for Alfred Hitchcock movies. Behind Psycho, right? Behind well, Psycho. I love Bernard Psycho so much. Herman, back at it again. Bernie Herm. Are we living in a hitchcock right now? <laughs> TM. <laughs> Can I say that on a podcast? I don't know. How good is Cary Grant in that movie? Cary Grant His is high so waisted good pants, in that. the way he folds his clothes, talks oh, to his mother. Gosh. Oh my golly. I got to get back on the Hitchcock train. You really Please. do. I mean, on top of that, Eva Marie or Eva Marie is mm-hmm. stunning. She's so good. Gosh. Hitchcock knew how to pick them. I mean, he, he really allegedly did. had some kind of weird fetish with the way we don't have to go start. into that. Okay, sorry. This isn't, this isn't the Leon episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cleanse well, ourselves. Speaking of which, we did get a little bit of a pushback for watching the international version mm-hmm. of Leon last week. A lot of people wondering why we didn't watch the theatrical US. Because we're worldwide. Yeah, we're an international <laughs> podcast. Right. That's uh-huh. what it comes down to. Is that it, Danny? Any other ones? Mm, I mean, yeah, Monday movie night, we watched Shazam with my oldest daughter and it was okay. I mean, I give it three stars. I think I don't. I don't see a rating for Shazam in your letterbox. I, 
I got stars up there. I didn't write anything. Oh, you didn't write a review. I, I must have missed that. I okay. don't know if I want to write a review about that movie. It's we good. all know your um my your thoughts on superhero comic book movies. <clears throat> well documented. Well documented. <laughs> Somewhere. Mm-hmm. What did you watch? To continue the hitchcock I watched Rear Window with the one and only Jimmy Stewart. And, the Kissing uh, Machine. <laughs> the Kissing Machine himself. You talk about Kissing Machine. Grace Kelly in this movie will rock your world, my <laughs> friends. You, you <laughs> want to talk why. about human beauty incarnate mm. Grace Kelly in this film. She's on another level. Uh, she kisses Jimmy Stewart in this movie unlike any woman man kiss in a 60s 50s movies that i've ever seen it was real and it was sexual you're telling me someone kissed and it was sexual <laughs> I mean, do you remember the kissing in vertigo <laughs> okay she was Fair doing enough. the kissing though that's the main thing she wasn't being Ooh. kissed by jimmy stewart she was like very sensually kissing him on the lips and i i made a note in my little notes app to add in my letterbox review that that stood out to me is Jimmy older or younger than he was in Vertigo? This is this 54. Movie? So this is younger. He didn't have, okay. the, I don't think he had as many grays as he did in Vertigo. Also, you know the thing, there was another cop in this movie. There's always like a secondary cop person in these movies, but he also had blue eyes that Proto called out. And I wonder if these eyes are just a result of the color, colorization process in these movies where they just mm. kind of gave everyone beautiful blue eyes or something. Because he had the same eyes as Jimmy Stewart. Hmm. This blue eyes conspiracy. Also, I don't know if anyone else realizes this. Brie Larson looks like she's related to Grace Kelly, in my opinion. Can you see it? I can't see Grace Kelly. Let me let me pull her pull up, up right now. Pull uh, up Brie Larson and Grace Kelly on Google. See what comes up. I can kind of see it. Okay. Take that as a win. But that was I think that was the only movie I watched besides Wings. Oh, no. I watched She Dies Tomorrow. Oh, my. That was a, f- we were going to do that as a bonus episode for this podcast. Not anymore. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> Amanda, my dear wife, just totally disturbed that I made her watch this movie. She <laughs> thought it was a giant waste of time. Uh, one and a half stars, very artsy, very art house. I could easily see this being a four star movie from Proto though, or a one star movie. I can't tell. Interesting. You never know. Letterbox is the social media site that we use to log all our movies that we watch. It's a social network for film lovers. And uh, we mentioned that we have uh, all our reviews posting on our Discord, which you can join on our Patreon. If you share the show on social media, you're entered to win a year of Letterboxd Pro. And Letterboxd is free to use, but Pro takes away the third-party ads and gives you a ton of extra features. My favorite that I talk about is finding where a movie is streaming on the services that I designate as the ones I pay for. So it shows me if I can watch it right away. And this week's winner, Mex Headroom on Twitter. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats, Mex. Do we want to get into the movie Wings 1927 is our feature presentation this week. 1927, I said. That's not a typo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Proto, what is Wings? Wings is Small town kids fighting the Great War. In a little American town, three youngsters are going off to war. Jack Powell and David Armstrong have their hearts set on Sylvia Lewis, the girl from the big city, 
and seek to win her affections before they both leave for the air service. Meanwhile, Jack's next-door neighbor, Mary Preston, does all she can to get Jack to notice her, but to no avail. Our fighting men go off to training, and after trading blows, they put aside their differences and become brothers of the sky. But they aren't the only ones serving the red, white, and blue. Mary Preston joins the fight as an ambulance driver, and against all odds, she comes face to face with Jack in Paris. But will the fantasy back home unravel in the midst of the war that is tearing Europe apart? Will our heroes survive the dangers of the sky? The chaos of the Great War unfolds as our heroes get lost in a trapezoid of love. I can see you being so pleased with yourself writing that word in, yeah. in your notes. Ah, <laughs> uh, cripes. I don't know if we, maybe Proto said this when he chose it. I had zero idea this was a silent film until I was watching this movie. Did you say that before? Did Danny, did you know this was a silent movie? I, Proto said it and I remembered it, but I didn't know that uh, reading on the list that this was going to be silent. Part of your vibes on this being a silent movie going in. That did that play into your pick or or not? Not really. I forget. I think the initial thing was we were looking at a list of best pictures, and I just went back to look at the first one. It's like, oh, well, you know, what if we did the first best picture winner? Mm. And that was kind of it. Yeah, I, I far, as far as I can remember, I think I may have seen like a Charlie Chaplin movie, but I can't re- I can't think for sure of a of a silent movie that I've seen in the past other than that, that artist movie that came out a couple years ago, but that doesn't count. I love the idea of a movie starting with just the music and nothing on screen, you know, like mm. feeling like you're in the theater and there's like a, you know, a orchestra playing and the video or the movie hasn't started yet. It just felt so nice. You know, to start off the movie, right. It felt pretty old school. I mean, I'm glad you felt that. Cause mm-hmm. I was stressed. I'm like, <laughs> Is my video messed up? Is Amazon <laughs> yeah. screwing me right now? <laughs> I like paused it. I replayed it. Refreshed my browser. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that blackout scene. <laughs> Plus that they had the Paramount logo through the years showing a yeah. hundred years of nice. Paramount. That was awesome. I mean, this movie's a hundred years old. For God's yeah, because the restoration of it was for the Bicentennial or whatever, or the cent- mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, and I think it coincided with... Um, the 90th or the 80th anniversary of Wings um, when they restored this movie. Mm. And Skywalker Sound did all the music again with Ben Burt and all those legends. Is there any other sound company out there that does movies right? or is it just Skywalker <laughs> Sound? I read something on the wiki. It said that for many years, Wings was considered a lost film yeah. until 1992 when a print was found in Paris. Jeez. Which seems insane, I know. but I guess, sure, right? God, I'd love to- Totally could happen. Can we start, once this pandemic ends in five years, can we start like a reality show where we go investigating old film prints in like <laughs> strange locations? Ooh. You know, we like uncovered like a closet that's just dusty and never been opened in 20 years and we are like pulling out film prints. There's oh got to be a list somewhere of films that have been lost that we can mm. unearth. Are we yeah, doing what this? If, like, what about like an Indiana Jones character? Oh. <laughs> Get my whip. <laughs> we're all the first episode. We're all dressed like Indiana Jones. 
So I don't, I watching this movie, I have like no concept of what a good silent film is. And it was like really apparent to me, you know, a lot of this movie is almost like character acting in, in, a, in the way that they move their body, especially Mary at the onset of this movie when mm. she's talking with, um, what's his face? I wrote on my notes, but my app didn't save Jack, Jack, I think Jack, Jack and David, the rich guy, but her movements in this movie are so expressive and coupled with that and the writing on the, on the, on the title cards that show, you have to like nail every piece of writing on those cards. And as I was watching the movie, they felt almost like they were pulled out of a book, like not like, Mm -hmm. you know, a script or whatever. They felt so well written and so evocative throughout the movie that I was really shocked. Yeah, absolutely. I I love some of them. Some of them were very, yeah, like almost like poetic in the way that they were written. Uh, I wrote some of them down um, because I just thought they were, they were so fun and so different. And I had the same experience like watching this. I really had no idea how to feel, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what to really expect. And also, you know, finding out this is l- more than two hours long. I was like, dang, yeah, long, long, hours. long silent film. Um, but one of the title cards I, I wrote down, it was like, um, I think it's right after they finished training and it's like describing the war and it said uh, like a might, a mighty maelstrom of destruction. The war now drew into its center, the power and pride of all the earth. <laughs> I oh know. This what? Is yeah. So good. Yeah, I, I wrote one down too, and it was the whir of wings. Once only a romantic dream now broke over Jack Powell in stern reality. Like they really set the stage <laughs> for any scene that comes after these title cards. They're so well done. Mm. The other thing I wanted to talk about overall were the stunts in this movie. I thought the stunts looked extremely dangerous and insane mm. for having been a hundred years old. <laughs> right. Well, they, they were very dangerous. I read that, um, even the main guys, Jack and David, is that his name? Mm-hmm. The other one, mm-hmm. both of them were pilots in the war or one of them was, uh, and they, the scenes that they do, they're actually flying the planes with cameras mounted on the planes. What? And they had to bring in wow. even more of the Air Force to fly the planes in the background. So there's no, like, that for so much of the, the dogfight scenes, I'm looking at it like there wasn't green screen back then. Right. Like, there's no way they were, I mean, unless they were projecting behind them on some they had like a plane on a trolley. Something. But, so when I wrote, read about it a little bit more, they filmed for like... I don't know this normally it said films back then were like a month of filming. This one was like six months. Mm. They had like 300 different pilots because of how long it took to film. They had to like bring in and out of the air force. And so they wanted the, the guy that plays Jack had to learn to fly for this film, which was crazy. So you're saying those shots where you're looking at the, the pilot and there's a plane behind them. That isn't like two different, Films no. on top of one another? No, they oh, did all wow. the flying. Apparently they flew it. They did it all in Texas. And uh, they had so much land to work with that they did all the flying scenes there. And uh, so I think there was only two plane crashes. One was fatal. And, and the one the one wreck that didn't wasn't fatal was a stunt pilot. The other was a guy from the military that came to help out the filming. Um, but the, the amount of extras and there was like 3,500 just to do the war scenes. And I was reading that the mm. the director gave handheld cameras to like 20 different people 
just to film so many different angles of these battle scenes, uh, just to maybe get mm-hmm. a different shot, different take than what he was seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like the realism of these shots were really real. I mean, they were doing big stunts back then. Mm. I mean, this movie had a $2 million budget in 1927, which is insane. Mm. Yeah. I was watching this. They have so many shots. The dog fighting scenes is probably half the movie at this point. Like an, you could say like almost an hour is just the, the fighting dog fight scenes. And the camera angles that they had in this movie were really mind blowing to me for 1920. Mm-hmm. Like just that they could set up a camera in front of the pilot and get these shots. And a lot of the overhead shots were blowing my mind. Cause I'm thinking like, how small are these cameras that they're getting this footage from? Like at, at this time frame. Mm. Just felt so long ago for them to have the technology to get these shots with the with the hardware at that point. I know at the time this movie was re- revolutionary for the for the flight scenes, the the piloting scenes. And it, it holds up like mm-hmm. these these dog fighting scenes hold up totally over time. I was thinking to myself at the time of the the Great War, and they were like enlisting people to be pilots. They kind of like gloss over the training. There's a bunch of training scenes. And there's this one, I think, Irish immigrant that's like the comedy portion of the movie. And they have like these almost like um, flight simulator things where they're rolling around upside down <laughs> to like yeah. to show mm-hmm. that they can deal with flying. I, I have no idea what the answer to this is, but like how long were you realistic, realistically training for to be a pilot? Like these guys became ace pilots pretty much in like 10 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I wonder was I wonder how the training was in real life. Like how much time were you training to be a pilot for the war and becoming one? Cause as I was watching this, I was like, man, I want to be a pilot right now. Cause it <laughs> looks so good and so fun. Mm-hmm. And they made it look easy just because of the lack of training montage. Yeah. I listened to the director do an interview. I think it was from a while ago and he was a pilot in uh, one of the wars as well. I think it was actually the same war. Um, and he talked about being trained to fly. And he said, when we were training, you would sit and learn from an instructor and then you would just go out and fly the plane and you could either do it or you couldn't do it. The instructors didn't fly with you. And so he was talking about how mm-hmm. it was kind of just like this pass or fail situation. So maybe in that sense, oh it God. is a quick training process. You either can do it or you can't. God. Wow. Okay. That must've been Can intense. you imagine signing up for the war and like, you're doing that upside down thing. And then like two hours later, all right, go do it. See how how it goes. (laughs) Especially because at that time, like planes, you know, they they weren't too sophisticated. I'm sure that, you know, they had some kind of, you know, navigational tools in the plane, but I mean, there's no head covering. Mm -mm. You know, they're sitting in there, they're blowing in the wind Mm -hmm. and then they're using landmarks, you know, looking over the edge, you know, to find out where they are. Like, it just seems insane. Yeah. Totally insane. Yeah, that scene where they, when the, I think as the commander was like, study the maps before you go out. I'm like, how do you even know where you're at? Like we're, it's like study the maps. What? I'd be like propping <laughs> Memorize up this map. I'd be putting Google maps up on my little handheld <laughs> device, setting that in the front of the plane. The one other call out that I had is they, they finally get into like the air corps area where they're waiting for the instructions and they meet this pilot, White, I think was his name who is a seasoned pilot. He's they're like looking up to him. And I, the only thing I want to talk about was the jacket that this pilot had. Oh baby. Are you serious right now? That jacket, <laughs> the pilot jacket, that pilot, that jacket is ridiculous. It looks amazing. A hundred years later. Like I would probably 
see that on a shelf at some expensive jacket store, coat store for like a thousand dollars. Louis Vuitton. Well, that was that was Gary Cooper. Oh, really? Um, and that apparently that scene launched his career as well. Hmm. For whatever he was in there for what two minutes? Seconds, well, yeah. in that movie, like four hours, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that jacket probably launched his career. Yeah, that was Gary mm. Cooper. Just that quick white scene, Mr. White. Party, you probably have that jacket. He definitely does. Who can say? <laughs> no, it's they don't make them like that anymore. You know, you can't get that jacket. Cripes. Uh, <laughs> one, one of my notes about this was that I felt I was surprised at how um, cinematic it felt. Mm. Even the stuff early on, like it. And I wonder, like, one of the things I it came to mind was, like, when I've seen movies from the, the 40s and 50s that are, like, more talkies that are mostly on set, they kind of have, like, this this odd, like, everything kind of moves very slowly. There's, like, a lot of weird long pauses. And just, like, it doesn't have, like, the cinema flow that we're familiar with now. And But this doesn't feel that way. I felt like this felt like everything was very snappy. And it made me wonder if if when they started putting speech into film, if it like kind of caused movies to regress mm. in that way, where like actors were like having to add this whole new element to their repertoire that they didn't have before and like directors were still figuring it out. Mm. So it almost in some way felt more modern in just the way that it was shot and the, the characters were acting yeah. than it did in like early movies I've seen where, the, where there's uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely had a cinematic flair. There were a ton of shots where I was really shocked by. Like even at the onset where ja- um, David, the rich friend, is hanging out with Sylvia on that swing mm-hmm. and the camera was on the swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, smart. WTF, this is 1927. Yeah. Who has the forethought to set up this kind of shot? And that's just my dullard sense. I'm sure there was very smart directors <laughs> in 1927 <laughs> and earlier, but I was really stunned by that shot. And then the long, I don't know if it's a dolly shot or some kind of long mm-hmm. shot in that French restaurant where yeah. it starts yeah. in on one table and just continues moving forward to the next and the next and the next over mm-hmm. the table. It, unreal shot. Beautiful. That shot's replicated in Last Jedi Canto Bite by one Ryan Johnson. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. There it is. Gosh, the greatest Star Wars Finish that sentence. film. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. We don't. <laughs> that shot's amazing, though. That's smart. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was the only behind-the-scenes shot I could find of the director filming, and he's sitting on, like, it's, like, mounted to the ceiling, and it, like, pans over. He's, like, laying on a pillow, like, filming down on them. It was mm-hmm. great to see how mm-hmm. they did that. Wow. I wouldn't mind us doing Citizen Kane at some point because that like this probably felt like groundbreaking first motion picture, best motion picture. Citizen Kane, I think it did a lot of technical innovation as well mm-hmm. that was never, that had never been done before. So I wouldn't mind us doing that at some point. Mary, we haven't really talked about the plot that much, mainly focusing on things that, that jumped out to us, but the bombs dropping shot. Oh my so word. is another thing like they're li- literally dropping bombs, blowing up houses. That looked real as hell. I think it was real. It had to be real, right? They're not doing miniatures. <laughs> I mean, they did use miniatures in a few scenes, but yeah. how about that plane crashing and they like, it looks like they added fire onto the film itself. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was I love awesome. That, actually. I love that. Yeah. yeah. There is a scene well, where when they bomb the city and the the steeple comes down and you see the rope that pulls the steeple <laughs> off the top. It's like hanging in the street. Oh, there was one shot where I definitely saw like there was a fly on the lens. <laughs> At one point, it's just like it was there for just like a second, and then it just like oh, off. that's funny. The other thing I made a mental note of while watching was Mary and Jack meet up in France when he's on leave, and she finds out that she has to take him back to war. Like their leave is called off, but he's too drunk, so she like goes to his room and she's in disguise, so to speak. But she gets changed because he passes out, and then the army corps butts in. She had like taken her top off and she like turns and quick rushes to cover herself up. And I was like, wait a minute, did I just see what I thought I saw? Mm-hmm. And I like rewound it cause I couldn't really believe yeah, it. Did. And I, and the wiki says this was like <laughs> one of the first instances of female nudity in like, you know, mainstream film. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy. And you got to add this to your butt list. Your man ass. <laughs> My man ass list on Letterbox got a new edition. Apparently this was also one of the, if not the first on-screen kiss between two men at the end of the movie, which uh, was crazy too. I screenshotted mm. that for us too. So I took three photos of that scene and I was going to, I was going <laughs> to send it, it into our DMs, but I wasn't sure if you guys had finished. But yeah. How about, that was a very emotional scene. All, that, mm-hmm. So um, Jack goes down in a fight. I'm sorry, David, the rich friend. They go down in a fight and he shot down the, they're on his tail. He like swims away before they can kill him. And he eventually steals a fighter plane and is back up in the air. And Jack doesn't know this, so he shoots him down. And he's like celebrating with his friends. I thought that entire scene was pretty crazy intense. Like the depth of trying to get revenge for your best friend by shooting him down in an escaping plane and you don't even realize it and you end up killing mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, heavy. Like you could see that as like a crazy story now. Like this could be totally remade in modern times. And that would mm-hmm. be just an amazingly emotional story turn. Like I did not see that coming whatsoever. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, not until he he was starting to fly back and I was like, oh my God, he's yeah. gonna shoot him down. And yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is an amazing story development. Like, this is so good, <laughs> especially with just the way these characters are framed through in this this whole movie. The, I love the character, the actor who played David, mm-hmm. um, because from the very beginning, this guy, he like, you know, he's the tragic character in this whole movie. He is just like somber, even when he's like with the the, the girl from the city that they're both after, Sylvia or whatever. Like he just has like this, this like sour look on his face. And then when he's leaving his parents, they both are looking at him like he's already dead. Yeah. Um, and we didn't talk, we didn't mention like the locket, uh, uh, the picture of Sylvia. So like he doesn't have that. Um, but instead he's carrying like this teddy bear from like when he was a child. Um, it just like everything that like built of this character and kind of how like Jack is, He's the ace pilot that everybody knows, but David is right there with him, but he doesn't get any of the accolades. Um, Just everything about it leading up to that. He was like such a a well-crafted, tragic character in this. And I thought that was such a beautiful, just a beautiful story element Mm -hmm. of how how it all wrapped up with him. He had a great face too, chiseled. 
the Kira Knightley of his day. <laughs> I mean, also they're you know doing battle over the same woman, and it's not as like vague as any other love story. The woman doesn't feel the same way about Jack. She's in love with David, the rich guy. And David knows this, but Jack is like living under this veil of like fake love almost. And David keeps this from Jack the whole time, which is a whole other story element. Mm -hmm. And they fight it out during a training session for the army. And, you know, they eventually like learn to respect each other and become best friends. But I thought that was just another crazy emotional thread being strung along during the entire movie. And overall, that thread of this group of friends reminded me of a lot from the onset of Starship Troopers. Do you, have you guys watched Starship <laughs> Troopers recently? <laughs> Not in a long time. There's buddy. a thread mm. of, you know, these young mm, friends, yeah. kind of like horny as hell. There's like some <laughs> untapped love and flirting between this group. And they go to war and a lot of it just like gets heightened by the war. And some people don't survive. So I don't know. There was just a lot of similarities to Starship Troopers. And I haven't researched Starship Troopers to see if um, my boy, Paul Verhoeven, is a big Wings fan. But Mm. I just thought that was an interesting aside. In the high sea of heaven was another line that I loved from the title Mm. cards. Mm, Yeah. Any other other scenes jump out? I mean, I loved Mary. Uh, We talked a little bit about her at Mm -hmm. the beginning, but she is so endearing at the beginning of this. Um, you just want, you just want it to work out for her that when she, uh, so like they go out, the boys go off to war and then she reappears as an ambulance driver. And there's like a scene of her in the, in the truck with like her legs up like <laughs> driving the truck. She was just like, she was just like so fun in this. And I loved her. Um, but then I was like, Mary, what are you doing? Because Jack is such a total, dweeb jerk off mm-hmm. in this like please move on like like why do you care about this guy um which which kind of led into that scene which i thought was maybe for me where kind of the wheel started coming off of this with the the bubble scene oh yeah oh, lord have mercy the bubble scene so they're so they're on leave and this is where mary finds jack in paris and jack and david are um they're getting drunk on champagne. They're hanging out with um, the women of Paris. But as Jack is drunk, there are these bubbles that are like coming out of the champagne mm-hmm. and like other objects around him. And he's like completely mm-hmm. enraptured by these bubbles. <laughs> uh, and it was so, so awkward. So awkward. Yeah. So strange. And it, it, that's it's where I felt scene. like I was, I was missing something. That felt like a silent movie thing. Yeah. Like that was, has, that's probably like, hasn't translated well to Mm -hmm. modern times. The actor that, uh, Charles, I think his name is that played Jack. He's so he's 22 in this movie and, uh, he's had never drank before. So he really got drunk in that scene, um, Mm. drinking the champagne. And so that towards the ends of the scenes, that's why he seems so like really drunk because he's actually really drunk. Wow. Uh, and those scenes, it's pretty funny to read about. There was another scene in my notes where there's a during the war, planes are getting blown up, mini Zeppelin balloons. And there's one guy who they a couple of people that parachute out and land. 
so violently. Like, it looked like <laughs> everyone's legs broke on all of those sunshots. It looked painful as hell. Yeah, for real. Also, what were those Zeppelin balloons doing? Were they kind of like spotters. pinpointing locations? Yeah. <sighs> Someone throws a dart up there, that thing is going down. <laughs> like, that seems like the most unsafe position to be in. Oh, Lord. The guy that was smoking a cigarette got roasted when that shell came down. Do you remember that? The guy was like kind of fatigued from walking. He sat down. Someone gave him a cigarette yeah, yeah, and his yeah, shell yeah. blows up. Yo, oh, when yeah. I saw that shot, when he sits on the side of the road and leans on that post, all I thought about was 1917, mm. the shot of uh, the main actor leaning <laughs> back. And it's funny mm. because it's the same war. So I don't know. There's got to be somewhere a thread where these are being mm-hmm. pulled from. Yeah, I feel like we're late to the game. The other thing I liked was how they changed it from like a sepia tone of the film to black and white at mm-hmm. night. Or maybe it wasn't black and white. Maybe it was like a bluish mm-hmm. hue. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was like a really cool just way that like communicate like day versus night. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that before. I wonder if that was the original cut too. I wonder if they did that uh, in the beginning. Mm. Sepia, it's a dark. And I wonder, I don't know. It seems very... It's a very smart thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I got that same vibe where it's like, oh, it's nighttime. Yeah. Lots of insane overhead shots, specifically Jack flying after like those German captains or generals when they're driving the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, those stunts. Oh, gosh. Man, they look so dangerous and risky. Yeah. They were rad. The only other thing I would mention is the score. Uh, there were some pieces that I really liked. Uh, there's one where... I don't know if it was like the theme where they were like up in the air, but it was like, um, like ve- it sounded like very fast violins. Mm. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Like I really love that, but I also didn't know if that was like just a classical piece because it it sounded familiar, mm-hmm. but maybe it's from this. I don't know. I, I didn't know. I don't know if it sounded familiar to me, but it, it definitely was like there the scenes where they were about to attack or something mm-hmm. or the Germans were coming, I think is what it was signaling or something like that. But like mm. the the score had to play from start to finish for this whole movie. There was no time where it stopped because it had to. There had to, there was no silent scenes at mm. all. I mean, this movie had music through the whole all two and a half hours of it, which is amazing. Right. Which is which, which to noobs like us, maybe that's normal for a silent film. I guess you pretty much have to have music running constantly. Yeah. Wings, nineteen twenty seven, first ever Best Picture winner. Proto, what is uh, this? Was a proto pick, putting it out there on us, episode thirty. Proto pick. What is your mm-hmm. overall take on this movie and your official writing? I I had a good time with this. I think for the the majority of it, I think it it felt it started to feel a little long uh, in the second half, and I really wasn't vibing with I think the uh, like mm-hmm. the humor in this. Uh, there's like a, like, there's like two worlds in this where it's very, very heavy melodrama. And then there's this humor that's sprinkled in. That's almost like, like three stooges humor. (laughs) And it it felt almost as if like there would, if like in saving private Ryan, there was like comedic relief. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of strange, but, but also while watching this, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of someone seeing this in 1927 where 
you probably have never, I mean, you've never been in the sky. Mm. You've never seen planes. I'm just trying to imagine what this would have been like in the theater, like seeing mm. this footage. It must have blown people's mind. It must have been like our 19, 1917, mm-hmm. you know, just totally, I, I could see this, you know, this must have been people's favorite movie. But yeah, so I had a good time with it, but it did feel a, like a little long and was kind of losing me towards the second half. Um, I'm glad I saw it, but I'd probably, I, I'd give this three stars. Uh, it didn't blow me away, but then I, I, I don't know. It's so hard to judge as well because this, you know, we're so far re- removed from when this came out, you know, it's a silent film. Um, it, it's, it's hard to even give anything like this a rating, but I would say that's like how much I enjoyed it. It's like, it's a good movie, but I wasn't, I wasn't mm. in love with it. Mm. William A. Wellman is the director. We didn't even say his name yet, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I didn't know what the hell I was getting into the first 25 minutes of this movie. I was like, <laughs> what am I seeing? What is going on? Um, I thought technology wise, there's some insane things that happen in this movie. Writing wise, also those title cards, the ending I thought was pretty strong. Um, but I'm probably three and a half stars for this movie mm. there. The comedy aspects and stuff didn't detract from me. I kind of view it as part of the time period and was probably normal. Like there are probably what movie did you mention? Saving Private Ryan. There might be like some random aside jokes in that movie that maybe a hundred years from now people will find strange and <laughs> off putting. <laughs> um, but True. yeah, I, this is a, this is a good movie. I can absolutely see why in 1927 or 29, whenever it won, motion picture i can see why this is probably mind-blowing at the time so i enjoyed it for sure once once it started i I would say probably 30 minutes in this movie i was quite bored i think it was a lot of getting used to this movie i don't think i've ever seen a silent film before this and i think this is definitely the oldest movie i've ever seen um but uh Getting into the war, the flying, the war aspect. I don't, I don't enjoy war movies a, a lot. Um, it just as a stories, I don't, I don't enjoy watching it. But the flying aspects of this movie blew my mind, and I think the cinematography kind of won me over in this. And for me, practicality and and effects always wins uh, for visual aspects, and uh, for me, and and so. Probably, I would say, after about 30 minutes into the movie, I was really in love with it. I loved the story. I would love a remake mm. of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Some some sort of, I don't know, maybe it's been done and we just don't know about it. But I would li- I like the story and I think it'd be really cool to watch again. Um, I could totally see, you know, like whatever that kid's name that plays Spider-Man right now being that character. Tobey Maguire. Nope. <laughs> Uh, the current guy. Andrew Garfield. Nope. Keep going. Whatever the other one's name Nobody is. Nobody knows. I can't think of him right now. He's the kid I'm that coming. I want to see in a Back to the Future Holland. remake too. Yeah, Tom Holland. Oh, Come man. on, that's a, that is a money maker idea. Anyway. Wait, so, whoa, whoa. Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet. Holy ass. Wings. <laughs> Dene Villeneuve. <laughs> Sorshi. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. God, that is an amazing Can idea. Can we get Greta Gerwig on Holy the phone? Holy crap. Oh, <laughs> what did we just uncover? TM, TM, everybody, TM. We got to cut this for the show. We got to send this to a movie studio ASAP. 
Okay, back to my <laughs> review. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to give this four stars. I really liked I really liked the cut of this movie. I really it was very long. I think um, I didn't enjoy the long aspect of it, but man, it's a it's really is a beautiful mm-hmm. film. I really liked I really liked watching it, I, and I was blown away by what they could do in 1927. And there's there's some some good stuff in this movie. I actually recommend people watching okay. it. I mean, find the time, two sittings maybe, uh, and give it a shot just to see some of these scenes because I feel like it's definitely influenced a lot of modern stuff that we have now, at least, you know, cinematography mm-hmm. wise. Mel is listening along in our Discord right now. We have a live audio stream and she recommends Buster Keaton films. Buster Keaton. Hmm. See the one that pulls that cool stunt where the wall falls on in front of the guy? Mel. He like comes through Mel, the window. On that question in Discord right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with Danny though. I think people should watch this movie. Yeah. You know, it, it, because it, it it is fascinating just to see a movie this old. Uh so I I I would definitely recommend it as well. Uh breaking news, Mel says, uh yes, I think so. Question mark. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that as a whip. Yeah, I'm I'm teetering on three and a half to four stars. I do th- agree that it's just a monumental achievement, and mm, mm-hmm. we'll we'll find out where I where I lay <laughs> in letterbox this week. It I mean it does help that it was you know restored for Blu-ray. Mm. I mean we did watch the best that it's probably going to mm. get unless they try to do a 4K transfer, which I doubt. But it has been, uh, it has been. It's got a it's got a good quality to it that I think people should check out if they, I mean if you want to. Not right. everyone is going to be into this, but I don't know. Google some YouTube videos of some of these amazing scenes that we're talking about for sure, and just watch yeah, them. Yeah, Mel just posted a link to the to the yeah gift, that so scene. I think she nailed it for us. We have a voicemail box, and that number is two six seven four zero nine six nine eight three, or you can write us a letter or send an audio file to seventy mmpod at gmail dot com and just keep in mind pride and prejudice next week i think that's available on netflix right now fyi Mm -hmm. and before we get into our ig question of the week we do have a voicemail to get to hey 70 millimeter podcast this is leviathan uh yes please do star trek pretty 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 please um i'm begging here i'm okay with saying that i'm begging (laughs) i will i'll beg for it um all i wanted to say is please do star trek (laughs) <laughs> she did not say which Star Trek to do. And I have a hankering to do that original motion picture oh, with uh, the cast. Are we hankering I'm hankering right hard. Part of your thoughts. Slim, you, you're free to pick whatever movie you want with your pick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh, man. I've always wanted to do some Star Trek art, Holy too. I haven't done cow. any. Lo- maybe oh we do mo- Star Trek, the motion picture, and then we do... The Wrath of Khan. Are you serious? Yeah, maybe we're going about this the wrong way. Maybe we think about the art we want Danny to do, and then we pick the movie. <laughs> Listen, I try to suggest. I try to suggest RoboCop this week based on Danny's art alone, and Proto couldn't have been any more disgusted with my suggestion in chat. <laughs> I didn't you say said Jack. ha 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 spaced out if I recall correctly ha space ha space us we know what that means I said ha ha whatever you say if you want to use <laughs> you your think, pick on you on think Robo we're Cop, ignorant of passive aggressive text in chat you think we're noobs 
You know my secret. I'm always <laughs> passive aggressive. IG question of the week was, uh, what's your favorite best picture winner? We got an S ton of responses. Uh, let me just read dear friend of the show. Who's I believe. Oh no, he's not in discord right now. Um, Jonesy loves beer said Braveheart 1995 mm. inside baseball. Scotty was God, talking yeah. about Braveheart, but I cut that segment, uh, for time. He also loves that movie. Shatterball, who's on uh, Discord right now. The Apartment, baby. Mm-hmm. The Apartment set like the number one for rom-com lists, I think, as yeah, who well. Who of us three was uh, put that on our tentative list? Wasn't that on there? I didn't put it in there. Somebody did. Did you? Maybe I did by accident. Change Vicious Koala, who's also on Discord. Shape of Water. I never saw that. I think Casey saw that. Guillermo? You haven't seen that? I thought you were a Guillermo head. I didn't get good vibes from it. Jenna and I made it to the awkward sex scenes, and then she <laughs> said, turn it off. Turn this off. I love how she has a ripcord for these movies, and she can just snap her fingers in the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Let's see. What's are some other ones I want to call out? Andy, also in the Discord. The Departed, maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. I agree with that sentiment. The original or Extra Crispy? Extra Crispy. Also one of my favorite movies. When I first saw that movie in theaters, I think I proclaimed that my favorite movie <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. That's Marky Wahlberg. Alec Baldwin. Jack. Baldwin's in that? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I think I've only seen it once in theaters. Oh, gosh. Is there s- and the Jack. Jack and Jack. Nicholson, right? That's who you're talking about? Yeah. Jack and... Let's see, Rob Birdman. Let me just f- say it flat out. We maybe got 10 Birdmans. Danny's shaking his head violently. No. Birdman. Into that movie. Really? The Birdman come All one shot, right? Quote, yeah. quote. <laughs> Never been done. Oh my God. <laughs> Oof. A tough crowd. Moonlight also recommended many times. Mikey P was the first one to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. I need to see Moonlight. I got to watch it this weekend. You need to I'm see I'm doing Moonlight. it this weekend. Maybe Amanda and I are going to have a date night. You know, we come back from a lake night, Friday night. We come home. We're tired from the lake. We sit down in bed with the air on. Can't be good. And we put on Moonlight. <laughs> Get yourself straightened out. Watch Moonlight. Uh, shoot. Let's... It's embarrassing. <laughs> Brad Brolo, the King's Speech doesn't get enough love. I actually watched the King's Speech mm. and I loved it. Yeah, it's, yeah good. it's a good movie. Not cool. PDX. One floor of the cuckoo's next. Nest. Another Jack. Brenna Curry. Talk me to the movie's host. You should check out that podcast. Moonlight. Mm. Mel suggested Marty, which I loved. Chuck and I uh, spoke about it on a previous podcast. Crow says Chicago. When was the last time any of you watched Chicago? Um, I think it's when Netflix were mailing DVDs. It was the last time I watched that. Holy cow. Must have been another life. <laughs> Hayden, who's uh, also with us on Discord, says no country for old men, but it should have been Brokeback Mountain. I have never seen Brokeback Mountain. Ooh. What? Yeah. You have two movies to watch this Fudge. weekend, right? I wouldn't mind doing broke back for an episode. Oh my God, dude. Heath Ledger, ever heard of him? 
calling an audible over the next few weeks and are adding we audible right now mountain are that we he's heavy oh man <sighs> am i adding that to the man ass list can you tell me that right now uh, is there any i'm pretty sure i can tell you that right oh, now yeah <laughs> uh <sighs> not to set off any kind of emotions right now but we also got a few votes for la la land that's cool it's a cool gringo cool. in spain grugrux cool. grugrux is in the discord Oh, let me just scroll through real quick. Remember when uh, people in La La Land had, were, had a relationship for three weeks and they couldn't figure out how to communicate with each other? <laughs> it's tough. Young love. Where is this aggression in your review? Godzilla got more aggression <laughs> for loving it than La so La Land did for hating it. I'm not happy about it. Very exciting, says Annie Hall. I don't know what that is. That's a movie that won uh, Best Picture. <laughs> That's a Woody Allen joint. Thank you. Let's see. Jackass. Caleb and Forrest Klontz said Forrest Gump. I enjoyed that movie. Wow. Is that Tom's best? Um, What's the one with Leo DiCaprio? Catch Me If You Catch Can. Catch Me If You Can is amazing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Solid. Nobody talks about that movie anymore. It's sick. No one. A middle Casey says Parasite and the Sound of Music. Mighty Murph says Toss Up Between... Rebecca and the Sound of Music. <laughs> Rebecca. Yeah, that's another Hitchcock movie from the Hitchcock Assance. I think that's TM. the one. TM. Dale underscore A in Discord right now says Bachelor Party was Tom's best. Mm. Bachelor Party. <laughs> and Chuck says Bosom Buddies. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Are we calling it audible and doing Turner and Hooch? <laughs> Uh, Casablanca from Neil. Return of the King came up a few times. Will Latner and uh, Jessica said Return of the King. What's your vote on uh, Return of the King? And you call um, the first one Fellowship uh, a perfect film? I was trying to work my way through the um, Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen Return of the King in a long time. So I don't even know where I stand on that. I don't remember that era of film. But looking back, that feels pretty wild that that Lord of the Rings movie was best picture. Was it like, you know, obviously the best film of the year that year? I'm not trying to start a fight. That's not a troll. I think that was one of those, like, um, you can have it for the trilogy kind of deals. Um, yeah. A lot of chat in Discord right now. Dan, uh, Mikey says, Danny's art on bosom buddies, please. <laughs> and Mel says, sleepless in Seattle. Ever heard of it? Wait, La La Land didn't win best picture. Didn't it? Oh, wait, no, that was the, no, no, that was the fake the thing moonlight. in Moonlight. One. That was the, the debacle. Get out of here with those. Oh, my gosh. So I gotta, are we blocking everyone that said La La Land right now? What are they trying? Yes. Are they trying to? St- Who's running this IG account? <laughs> That's another thing. I want to know. <laughs> this morning, Proto said as a DM, who is running the IG right now? <laughs> <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> Sometimes I just picture Proto opening up Instagram and being so annoyed at scrolling through our stories. (laughs) I'm going to check every day to see if Proto is still following our account. (laughs) Cracks me up. What a show. All right. We're officially, I'm making uh, an executive decision that we're adding Brokeback Mountain to the set list. Holy moly. You heard it here first. Oh, wait. Can can uh, can we pick? No, we're pictures? out of time. Uh, we'll see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Proto, what is your best 
best picture pick? Uh, well, one thing I, I want to say, looking at it, um, I think I've only seen two of these movies the, of before 1960. There's so many on here I haven't seen. I'm going to go with another movie that I watched a lot as a kid. Mm. And it's near and dear to my heart. Ben-Hur. You watched that a lot as a kid? Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? I getting trampled. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Defined, defined <laughs> a lot of. Find a lot for Then her little women double feature at the proto residence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Ten Commandments. <laughs> oh my god, the Ten Commandments was on constant. Them playing on that on TV. It was like a six hour event. I'm trying to stay up all night to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> when did they play that? Was it I like, was just about to ask, was but it then like I Thanksgiving didn't. Thanksgiving or I was honest or? to God about to ask, but then I didn't ask because I felt like it was one of those instances where it was obvious and then I was gonna yeah, get called it's, it's out. Obvious. So then I didn't. Is it Easter? I'm here for you. <laughs> it's Passover. <laughs> Good Friday. I'm going through this list. There's a ton of movies that I would love for us to do. Gosh, dang. Midnight Cowboy I'd love for us to do. That was one of those movies that I remember watching during my like nerdy West Coast watching days that like opened up my eyes to movies. Danny, what's your pick? Your best, best? Uh Oh, I don't have one. Okay. I don't really... I don't know. I also remember Crash gets crapped on a lot. I remember liking Crash when that came out. I'm not saying it was yeah, best picture. I really hate that movie. The pendulum has swung on that film. It really has. Gladiator, we've talked about a bunch. Hold on, I'm scrolling through the Dances IG with right Wolves now. I've never seen. Mikey P says we need to see some pics of Slim working at West Coast. Oh, oh Dances baby. with Wolves. Can you imagine mm. the Danny art on Dances with Wolves? <laughs> Uh, yeah there's a lot on here I want to see yeah Ordinary People was called out by Catcher I think is one of the one of his picks never even heard of that movie Robert Redford directed it I'm listening yeah I'm kind of interested in like the 80s uh, decade yeah mm. I like that too The Sting oh my god I love The Sting I don't know how that is watched what am I doing? a lot of hate for Dear Argo Honor. today it's I saw another another swing back on Argo yeah a lot of hate for Argo yeah, there's a lot of great movies. There's not enough time, you know? Who has the time? We got to get some bonus episodes cooking up. The English Patient. Is that your pick? Sure. Jo- Jonesy loves beer on Discord. OMG, Danny Art of Slim at West Coast, please. Oh. <laughs> I mean, did Titanic make our list yet? You you teased it last week, I oh, think. Oh, shh. Is that on the... They didn't put ti- I didn't add didn't that. Titanic on I didn't there. add that to the set list? No, I was looking. Is that is that real? Profile lists. Another executive decision. This is oh yeah, you're right. I must have added it to the outdated one. I'll add it. So that's officially happening. I don't know when. Maybe after singing in the rain. Titanic, back to back, broke back mountain. You kidding me right oh. now? Titanic indefinitely postponed. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, all right, that's the show this week. We got to get going. I don't know if there's any apex on the horizon tonight, but we'll see. Thank you, everyone. We for, got work to do. We got patrons. We uh, got a lot of work to do for our patrons. Thank you, everyone, for supporting the show so, so far. Uh, thank you, everyone, for having fun on Discord. Don't forget, you get 20% off prints at vhsvillage.com if you're a patron. Otherwise, you pay full price. But it's still pretty cheap. Stay tuned for membership cards. Patrons coming. We'll see everybody next week. Kiwi guest host, Pride and mm. Prejudice. Goodbye. 
70 millimeter is a vhs village production and produced by dale underscore a sponsored by half double design original artwork provided by danny haas spiritual guidance provided by protolexis this episode was mixed and edited by me slim you can support our patreon for early access to episodes discounts on prints a physical membership card mailed to you and receive an invite to our discord to talk movies with other villagers special thanks to the good people at letterboxd and for a chance to win a pro letterboxd account share the show and tag us on social media at 70 mm pod goodbye <laughs>